This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Creative Elements, hosted by Jay Klaus. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Creative Elements goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. By learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creative Elements helps you gain the tools and confidence to do the same. In a recent episode, they talked with Kevin Perry about how he goes viral on every single platform. Listen to Creative Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Christy Harold. She is the founder and CEO of Jam, a multi-million dollar global business that has connected millions of people through play since its inception. One of the largest adult recreational sports leagues in the world. The Jam team has produced and delivered over 3,500 playful corporate events in over 30 countries since the summer of 2020 and has been awarded Canada's most admired culture award in 2022. Christy consults and speaks on how to move a culture from surviving to thriving. And she recently authored the best selling book we're going to talk about today. It pays to play how play improves business culture. So welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you, John. I'm thrilled to be here. This is a milestone show for me. This is the first time I've had the sister of a former guest on the show, Cameron Harold. <laughs> siblings. You, siblings. I don't think I've ever had. I've had husband and wife, never siblings. I don't think so. Awesome little, little thing I get to check off the box. So I want to know, how does somebody get a job playing? How do you get a job playing? Oh, that's a great question. Come work for Jam. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. I mean, like, how did you get that job? <laughs> I mean, I started. I just other than starting to... the company, that's the yeah, number yeah. one. But but what it's, led it's you actually... there? Let's put it that way. Well, it was you know Cameron and I grew up in a small town, about four hours north of Toronto. And then I went when I went off to university. After university, I moved to Toronto. And I was like small town girl living in a lonely world, working at a company and thinking, I knew I wanted to run my own business, but I didn't know what. And I'd heard about these adult recreational sports leagues in the US, in San Francisco. And I thought I should try that in Toronto. Like what a great way to meet people, solve my own problem here and try running a business. And I didn't have a vision that it would become as big as it has. That wasn't my intention in 1996. I just wanted to do something fun and help people and connect and play. And yeah, so here we are 27 years later getting couple hundred thousand people annually playing sports. And now our corporate business is, is really taking off. So it's been really a fun ride. So I, I can't tell you how often entrepreneurs say, I started this business to solve my own problem. I mean, it is, it is so inherent in kind of the, you know, it's like, I have a problem. Here's the only way I could figure out how to fix it is to start a business that, that, that did it. And I, you know, it, I think one of the beauties of that, of course, is that it, I think it does lead to a lot of passion in what you do. Let's just start within the workplace. As you're pitching this idea, maybe to some sort of corporate program to an executive, I mean, what do you talk about as the top line benefits of bringing this into a culture? Mm, that's a great question. Well, I always want to start with 
what are you being challenged with? What's the, what are the challenges that your organization is facing from a culture perspective? And what we're hearing a lot of these days is retention. Right. Is, I mean, it's no surprise, the great resignation and those numbers have gone gotten worse. So retention, engagement, energy, physical and mental health, a lack of connection and a lack of kind of innovation and creativity. So interestingly enough, I sort of started to look at it and was like, well, these are all the challenges companies are facing. Our company's not dealing with that because we have a really fun culture. We have integrated playfulness into our culture. And that's where sort of the idea for writing the book came from. And I really believe that integrating a little bit of playfulness into the everyday at work, I'm not saying stop everything and go play a game of basketball every day. Like that's not what I'm talking about. And what I'm also not saying is once a year company event doesn't make for great culture. Right. It's finding a way to make work fun every day and play has a fantastic way of doing that and there are ways to integrate laughs and playfulness that will connect your team and help strengthen bonds and relationships amongst them which then in turn helps all those issues helps with retention helps with engagement right. helps with physical and mental health you know so yeah i think another thing that happens too a lot of times we get very you know siloed in work that you know we don't really get to know the people we work beside, you know, all the time because it's always about the meeting and it's always about the task list. And I do think that bringing any kind of outside of work, if you will, type of activity, I mean, it allows us to get to know each other better, allows us to see commonality and allows us to feel maybe safer, you know, even at work. And I think that's probably a big part of this retention and engagement, isn't it? Absolutely. It's getting to know our teammates as people who we can then have a laugh with, trust them a little more because we've gotten to know them as humans, right. feel that we can be a little more vulnerable and maybe ask for help if we need it. So then you get like everyone working together as a team towards the common goal for the company. And if you don't have that, if everyone's just doing their own thing and are afraid to ask for help or afraid to admit they don't know something or because they don't trust, there's not, you know, a lack of trust or in the relationship, in the organization, like, all of that can be so easily solved by having a few laughs together. Do you still get, I mean, I'm thinking the sort of old hierarchical, you know, structure of a corporation where they're, you know, they actually are still people there in leadership that think this is a really ridiculous idea, you know, to bring play, you know, there's work and there's play and they don't mix. And, you know, we're a serious company. I mean, do you still get that pushback? I'm sure that it's breaking down. The walls are breaking down, but do you still get that some? Absolutely. There, and those are not going to be our target market. And not, you know, I mean, I would go toe to toe with anyone. If someone wanted to debate me on this, I would happily debate anybody on this topic. And I think it would be hard to, I think anyone would be hard pressed to prove me wrong on this, honestly, if they took the time to actually listen, like to dig a little deeper as to what right. I'm talking about. Because I'm not saying like spreadsheets still need to happen. You still need to have your board meetings. You got to have your day, like all the work has to happen, of course. But if you can do that work and integrate some laughs throughout your day, how much happier is your team of employees going to become, going to be coming to work every day? And yeah. so, yeah, there are people who are resistant to the idea of it, but I think it's more, they just don't understand it. And do you think there's also an aspect of, I mean, play is kind of beaten out of us, you know, as we grow up, right? I mean, as as kids, it was like oh, the only thing that existed. And then it slowly, you know, you had to become more responsible and you had to do this. And you, I mean, is there somewhere 
there's some resistance because it's like, wait a minute, this feels socially wrong almost. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, you, the last two things you've said to me are, are things I clearly talk about. I do a lot of keynote speaking now on this mm -hmm. and I speak to, specifically to this. I actually say, you know, so many people think work is work, play is play and never the two shall meet. And this idea of when we were kids, it was our favorite thing to do. So why do we stop? Like, why do we stop? Yeah. I play every day. I find a whether I'm playing my guitar or I play tennis or I play a game of cards or I'm having a playful banter with my, the way I communicate with my staff. There's ways to play all the time. And it, so why do we stop? Because George Bernard Shaw said, we don't get old because we stop. No, we don't stop playing because we get old. We get old because we stop playing. Yeah, awesome one. So let's you mentioned mental health already. And I mean, I, this is a topic that certainly has always been a very large topic. I think in the workplace, you know, let's throw COVID under the bus one more time. And, and <laughs> you know, the work from home, you know, that's gone on. I mean, how big a crisis do you think we're dealing with in the workplace? I know you're not a psychiatrist, psychologist or sociologist, but just in your work, how big of an issue do you think that is like leaders need to be addressing? It was it. I think pandemic proportions or endemic proportions, I don't know what the proper terminology is, prior to the pandemic, it's right. only gotten worse. And yes, I'm not a psychologist. I do, however, have six kids between the ages of 18 and 22. And mm -hmm. guess what? All the kids and their the kids, these that age group and all their friends are all struggling with anxiety and depression and mental health challenges. And it's it is coming to work. It's, yeah. it, you know, if people aren't happy about coming to work every day, if they wake up every morning dreading going to work, it's not going to be good for their mental health. So if we as employers and leaders can make the workplace a little more fun, a little more engaging and rewarding to be part of, your team is going to be so much happier and perform so much better. I had yeah. two employees leave during the pandemic for for better career. They felt they were leaving for, you know, better career opportunities and more money. And I wish them both the best. Like anytime over 27 years, I've had lots of people come and go. And I tend to keep in touch with people that I, you know, I care about as friends who inevitably lots of my former teammates right. I keep in regular touch with. Anyway. I remember after about three months, this fellow Sandeep had left and I reached out. I'm like, hey, how's it going? I hope your new gig has been well. We miss you. And he's always this super upbeat, positive guy. He responded, I'm miserable and I'm giving my letter of resignation tomorrow and I don't have another job to go to. And I was like, what is going on? Fast forward, he's back on our team. Taylor also left back on our team. And Taylor said to me, she said, you know, I could feel every day my mental health was declining mm. every day I had to get up and go to that job. And she's like, I, it, the biggest issue was I was working with people who didn't care about me as a person. Mm. And at Jam, I know I have people who care about me as a person and I care about them. And so she, you know, like it's a really powerful thing to, to care and have connections and relationships in the workplace. We spend a lot of time at work. Hey. Marketing agency owners, you know, I can teach you the keys to doubling your business in just 90 days or your money back. Sound interesting? All you have to do is license our three-step process that's going to allow you to make your competitors irrelevant, charge a premium for your services, and scale 
perhaps without adding overhead. And here's the best part. You can license this entire system for your agency by simply participating in an upcoming agency certification intensive. Look, why create the wheel? Use a set of tools that took us over 20 years to create, and you can have them today. Check it out at dtm.world slash certification. That's dtm.world slash certification. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you ready to get out of spreadsheets? Look, with HubSpot CRM, get real-time data at your fingertips so your team stay in sync across the customer journey. Build better content, generate more conversions, and get the context you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and your customers at scale, all from one powerful platform. It's why more than 150,000 companies already use HubSpot CRM to run their businesses better. Plus, HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one, so you can spend less time managing software and more time on what matters, your customers. There's no better time to get organized. Get started for free at HubSpot.com today. A lot of play is physical. A lot of play is analog. Let's talk about that as the anecdote for, I mean, let's face it, most of us sit in a chair and delete email all day long. And, uh, you know, so so as an anecdote for technology and how technology is really running our lives now, how do you how do you sort of insert play into that conversation? Great question. So, well, ironically, interesting, <laughs> the pandemic shut down our adult sports leagues that had right. been operating for 25 years in a number of different cities, shut us down for almost 18 months. And when we first were mandated, the like, Canadian mandates were really harsh. Our Michigan operations weren't shut down quite as badly. But so when we were first mandated to shut down, we were like, how are we going to survive? And I, I remember thinking we have to stay true to our core purpose of connecting people through play. But how do you, I was like, I don't, and I actually, I remember having a very tearful conversation with my brother Cameron. And I was saying, he was saying, you have to pivot. You have to pivot. You're going to have to go online. And I was like, you yeah. can't play soccer through your phone. You can't play beach volleyball <laughs> on your computer. It doesn't work. And but then we opened our minds to possibilities and we actually started meeting needs of company teams who were all of a sudden working from home, missing the banter that they, the fun laughs that they could have in the office. So we started doing online games, but we were like, we called them like, we're hosting the best kitchen party ever kind of thing. Like it's, you're in a zoom, but jam hosts are leading you through a lot of fun and laughter and games. Yeah. And this has taken off. I mean, we built a significant business in a very short time doing that. And now that's morphed into, we're still doing virtual. We're also offering hybrid opportunities and in-person opportunities. So we've got it all covered now for the companies that a lot of companies have stayed remote, right? And and yeah. it's, a, it's not a negative thing, but that means, you know, I've got a teammate who lives in Paris, France, another one in Vancouver, somebody in Calgary, someone who just moved to Cyprus. Um, I can stay connected with them and have some laughs with them by doing virtual events. I don't have to fly them on a plane once every two months to stay connected and laughing and strengthening our relationships. So there's positives and negatives to sort of the technology, I think, but sure. I think if used properly, it can still be a really powerful, positive tool. Yeah. I was really talking more about the addictive behaviors, you know, the, some of the online gamings and the, you know, checking Facebook sure. a million times a day. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we, we've sort of lost control, I think in a lot of ways, you know, based on the technology we thought was 
you know, going to actually give us more control. Right. You know what I'd love for you to do, if you wouldn't mind, is give some examples of how you've incorporated play into meetings, you know, teams, just however, anything you want to do. I'd love to hear some sure. kind of concrete examples that uh, might mm -hmm. get people's mind spinning about what's possible. Yeah. One very easy one that everyone could do starting today, set up a banter channel in, or a shout out channel or both. We have both in your, whether it's Slack or Microsoft Teams, whatever your company uses for internal chats, we have mm -hmm. a shout out channel. And so every day there are multiple times during the day, you'll see somebody is shouting out someone else for great work done. And it's, yeah. it just is a positive reinforcement. It's playful and positive. And the banter channel is just where people put silly jokes or funny things. Like it's just random banter and it's, it keeps people laughing and engaged. Costs nothing. And it yeah. helps build community and relationships. Huddle, we, uh, we do every we, single we day. Actually, so. We actually, I was going to say, we call our shout out channel tacos. So we give each other tacos. So Okay. Because <laughs> we're completely yeah, distributed as, as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then we have a huddle every day. We do a seven minute huddle at one o'clock. So if you're living in Vancouver, it might be 10 in the morning. Right, if you're right. living in Paris, France, it might be seven in the evening or six in the evening, but everyone comes to huddle and it's a different leader every single day and mm -hmm. huddle. It's always the exact same agenda and huddle starts always with good news. Whoever's the leader has to share their good news and what huddle always ends with. I mean, there's obviously important metrics and stuff that we're sharing and important announcements throughout the seven minute huddle, but it always ends with leader's choice and leader's choice can range from, I mean, one of my favorite ones was the leader said, I would encourage everyone to pick up the phone and call someone today who you haven't talked to in six months. Sometimes someone will say, you know, sent, post a picture of your first sports team that you ever played on in the banter channel or the best Halloween costume you ever had as a child, or, you know, it just, Someone else might say, go for a 15 minute walk today. That is my choice for you as leader to encourage everyone to get outside and get fresh air. You never know what you're going to get. And it can be very playful and fun. And it allows everyone to shine as a leader because they're leading this, yeah. this huddle. So you get to meet different personalities. I'm curious, how do you get that done in seven minutes? We sometimes, we do a daily huddle. We sometimes struggle to get it done in 15. It, the odd time it does go over, we try and keep it pretty tight and we have a very sure. clear agenda. There's like five or six points that the leader covers off and it's their job to keep it tight. And it's oh, yeah. usually it's pretty, pretty darn good. Yeah. So, so what are some other kind of structured things that you've brought into, you know, not just these kind of everyday things, but like where somebody really wanted to make a significant change in culture. And obviously that's not going to happen from one, you know, event, but what are some, some avenues that, that you've brought in to folks that have really seemed like they've been received very well? Celebrations. We do core value awards, highlighting great, like we do the core value awards once a month, celebrating mm -hmm. anniversaries, have a company sports team get, you know, offer it to your team because there are adult sports leagues in every city across North sure. America. So sign your team up for a kickball league or a beach volleyball league if they would like, you know, offer it. Maybe you have a company, an office book club. We do that every two months. Perhaps it's a company rock band or choir for those mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily sporty. There are ways to play every day. Like there are so many ways to play. I mean, I could go on and on and we're not going to have time to go through it all, but I bet you there are some of examples of it in it pays to play. So <laughs> last question, what kind of guitar do you play? 
<laughs> acoustic and I only started playing in my early 40s but so I'm very average with guitar but I have a lot of fun I really just play so that I can sing along because I like to sing so awesome. I do it to entertain myself well I've been doing it for about 50 years and so I have a whole wall if you could see my wow. a whole wall of guitars to, that I love to play with so I always love to hear what other people play but I mostly play acoustic guitar as well that's awesome. My my favorite guitar, I have one in Toronto that is a Seagull, which is a Canadian brand, and it's a beautiful oh, wow. guitar. I love it. John, I did want to mention, but since I couldn't get into lots of tactics, yeah. I'm happy to offer a, the, a free playbook PDF document oh, nice. that would list sort of a top 10 list of tactics for your listeners. So I can get you that for you. That, that would be awesome. That would be great. Also invite people where they might find the book or where they might find out more about the work that you are doing at JAM. Yeah, that would be great. Christyherald.com is, is my website, K-R-I-S-T-I-H-E-R-O-L-D.com. And then jamgroup.com is our is where we have all our corporate event offerings and adult sports leagues. Awesome. Well, Christy, I appreciate you taking a few moments to stop by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. And hopefully we'll run into you one of these days out there on the road or on a field or in a, on a court or something like that. That would be fun. One, let's do another one with both Cameron and I. We can banter together with you. Oh, that would be very fun. I've, I'd love it. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Talk Thanks about so growing up in an entrepreneurial household or something. No kidding. Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> Thanks, John. Hey, and one final thing before you go. You know how I talk about marketing strategy, strategy before tactics. Well, sometimes it can be hard to understand where you stand in that, what needs to be done with regard to creating a marketing strategy. So we created a free tool for you. It's called the Marketing Strategy Assessment. You can find it at marketingassessment.co, not .com, .co. Check out our free marketing assessment and learn where you are with your strategy today. That's just marketingassessment.co. I'd love to chat with you about the results that you get. 